Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Got to launch it. He does. Left side into the end zone. Jump ball. Oh, my goodness. It's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. And welcome back in to Cardinals Corner, a podcast brought to you by Arizona Sports. We took a very brief break because my co-host Tyler Drake, your Cardinals reporter for ArizonaSports.com, just so happens to be the busiest man in the world. But we're back. We're here to talk about Cardinals, Chiefs. What's going on, Tyler? My name is Eric Ruby. We're talking Cardinals football. It's week one, Sunday. Chiefs, Tyler, how are you feeling? We're doing good. I mean, yeah, it's it's been uh, <clears throat> definitely a busy, busy uh, ramp up to week one, but definitely excited for it. And yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's, uh, there's a lot of question marks, and hopefully we get a lot of answers right away, but who knows, man. You know, now that we're getting to the point where we're actually going to get answers, I'm starting to question if we even really want them, because the answers that I foresee coming, at least in week one, Not great. And I think just to start everything off, Tyler, we're going to get into previewing this game. We're going to talk actual on the field football, some injury reports from today. But then on the back half of this episode, we would encourage you guys to stick around. We're going to go through the entire Cardinals schedule. We're doing a full season prediction. We're going to go through week by week, tell you our kind of big keys to the game, what we think is going to be going on at that point in the season. So I encourage you to please stick around until then so you can hear Tyler yell at me for all my stupid predictions. But first, Tyler, (laughs) actually on the field week one, Today, we got the first ever official injury report for the 2022-23 season. What was some names that stood out to you when you received it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, for one is Marcus Golden uh, with the toe injury, did not practice. Uh, You got Zach Ertz with the uh, limited practice, which is actually a decent thing for him right now with the uh, calf injury. But the big one, I think, uh, for everybody is J.J. Watt is dealing with a calf issue now, and he is considered day-to-day. Cliff hopes he can make it to Sunday. Here we go again, Tyler. Here we go. Here Here, we go. Like, before the season even started, with with everything that went on with the offseason, with nobody really playing, with nobody playing in the preseason, none of the starters were still at this point. It's just – it's one of those things, man, where it's just, Wow. You know, we were talking about it on Burns and Gambo literally just like uh, like 45 minutes ago in real time, um, but a while ago for people who are listening to this. And they said, you know, it's kind of crazy that the biggest moment in J.J. Watt's Cardinals career is the moment he announced coming here. And no, this day to day calf situation doesn't mean it's the end of his season, but you just see this familiar pattern of this guy who works so hard to get back to be ready who's an all-time great one of the best to ever do it but they come to Arizona on their later years and they leave something to be desired and I I mean I know you're probably worried I know I am worried I know I've heard a lot of people talk about how J.J. Watt needs to be a contributor on this team especially with their week one opponent and to be honest with you the way that it's all been handled, I know they said he's probable, like he could do it, he could be back, we want to get him back, but I don't see that happening, honestly, because I don't have a reason to believe that this isn't going to linger. 
<clears throat> yeah, and I mean, here's the thing, man, is he is he is one of the Cardinals that will really make or break the season, plain and simple. I mean, we saw after week seven, like, granted, the whole team took a huge step back and they lost Hopkins for a while, but J.J. Watt going down and, and really wrecking his shoulder really did a number for, that t- for, for the Cardinals last year, and that was a huge part of their downfall. And the same thing is going this year. I mean, the defensive line, no disrespect to those guys, but J.J. Watt brings out of their element. And if he's not on the field, that is a huge hole to fill. It's, it's an absolute huge hole to fill. You know, J.J. Watt didn't provide, let's say, the sacks that people maybe were looking for last year, but he provided a lot of pressure, and he's somebody that defense, look, you have to pay attention to them when he's out there. You just have yeah, to, even when he's thing. old. <laughs> he makes he makes an impact. He's smart. He knows what he's doing, and he'll make a clutch play, a pressure if you need it. Now, it's not just J.J. Watt who kind of came up out of nowhere and everybody was like, whoa, wow, really? It was actually a lot of names about this injury report. I want to read off the entire injury report and then we can go through it. All right, Marcus Golden, like you said, did not practice with a toe injury. Rodney Hudson did not practice, but that was rest. Trayvon Mullen recently acquired cornerback. I don't believe we've actually been able to talk about that. We're going to get into that probably when we talk Chiefs actual preview when we talk corner but he did not practice today as he continues to deal with a toe injury obviously jj watt with his calf aaron brewer long snapper he was limited zach Ertz, like you said was limited justin Pugh was limited with a neck and that's apparently his stinger ward and ezekiel turner also limited but a name that's not on there in fact a name that found themselves on the injured reserve tyler is another calf problem for the cardinals they need to get stretching colt mccoy Going to miss the first four weeks of the season, much like Antonio Hamilton, which, again, another story we miss as I'm going through all this in my head. But he's going to miss the first four weeks with a calf strain. Is that a big deal, in your opinion? I mean, I think if Kyler Murray gets hurt in the first week, yeah, of course it's going to be. It's a big not deal, until it is, right? It's not yeah, a big exactly. deal until it is. I, he's not going to be. I mean, he's, he can still, you know, talk with Kyler, talk with the, you know, the other quarterbacks, still give his input. So, I don't think that's as big of a loss, but still, I mean, it's just another injury. And now you, you have one less quarterback if something were to happen. I mean, Trace McSorley is your backup right now. <sighs> which is like, which and, is, it's not the end of the world, but it's more of like no. a principal thing right now. Like, you guys didn't play in the preseason. None of, none of you played. Yeah. Like, like, the Arizona Cardinals were one of the teams in the NFL that was like, our toucher, our starters are not touching the field. You know, like, maybe a couple guys, maybe Zayvon Collins gets some runs. Like, these guys on the edge, sure, but nah, none of these, like, solidified starters were getting any sort of run. They were getting days off at practice, and like, I was all for that because I'm like, yeah, get into the season healthy. But now we're getting into the season and they're not healthy. I mean, is there is there anything else injury related that you want to talk about before we transition over into an actual preview of game one or maybe not injury related? Just something that you've noticed being at, you know, the last couple days of camp as we wrap up the preseason that you want to touch on before we get into some real regular season football. Well, yeah, there's one name that I expected to see on the injury report, but actually was not on there, and that was Rondell Moore, Hallelujah. Uh, wide receiver, because here's the thing is Cliff never told us what his injury was. Like, I, I straight asked him point blank uh, on, on uh, I believe it was Tuesday, yeah, on Tuesday, and asked, you know, what is the injury? And he said, we, we'll find out on the injury report, and then come to find out he's not even on the injury report. So that's uh, certainly something. I wonder, I wonder what it is 
was, is, something like that. I don't know. Man, we really will probably never know. And that's something we're learning about this version of the Arizona Cardinals is they're kind of sneaky. Like, they're they're just a little bit sneaky. They're, they're operating, you know, not really all out in the open, which is fine. Like, I think they're maybe doing it to gain an advantage against their opponent. But Cliff has said a lot of times when pushed about injuries, we'll let you know when we need to. Like, we'll let you know when the injury report comes out. I'm going to make you wait another 45 minutes. I think he told that to you guys today. Like, that's just kind of how we're going to be operating. Operating the season, I would imagine we don't shed any more light on that situation unless maybe it gets reaggravated and then he'll drop it quickly in a quote. But preseason, yeah, I mean, sorry. Outside of that, I would just say, yeah, no, you're good. Outside of that, I would just say, you know, the Zacherts thing is a good sign. I know, obviously, it's still day to day, day to day, game time decision, but he was at least back on the field. And Max Williams, full go. And that's, yep, full go. So that's huge, too. So, so in my eyes, and here's the thing, too. Cliff even said, you know, Zacherts might, if he plays, might still not get that full workload that he would normally get. I think they're going to be careful with them. So I would expect it to be Max Williams and Trey McBride and maybe even a little Steven Anderson if, if it comes down to it and they really feel like Zacherts needs to take, a, take some snaps off. Man, if they have the tight end room that we thought they were going to have and they're putting Steven Anderson out there week one, bleh. I'm not sure if I'm feeling too great about that. And I guess since I was so eager to transition to regular season football, I might as well prolong it a little bit more with one more tidbit. If Rodney Hudson doesn't play, which it seems like he's going to and he's just getting rest. But if he doesn't play, then things can get real, real ugly, real, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, though, it was weird because Cliff told us game time decision, but he sat because of his, he was a rest day, basically. So it sounds like he'll be okay. I think that was more of the gamesmanship that you just talked about. It's Cliff, vague. So. It's vague. I, I think it was just rest. I think I honestly think it was rest. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, it says it says rest on the injury report. I'm not doubting that, you know, he he didn't practice because of rest today. I just wonder, is what he's resting from going to be fully healed by the time Sunday comes around? And now I will make the transition into Sunday because, Tyler, I'm itching. I'm ready. It has been I like this word. Get ready for this one. It has been a tumultuous, (laughs) tumultuous offseason. I've used that too many times. Yeah, you see. You're a writer, so you would know the word tumultuous, but, you know, if you don't know what the word tumultuous means, just infer, imply from how I'm saying it and what kind of offseason the Cardinals had, i.e. not a calm one. Like, we're, we're getting into week one, but they're not exactly starting off the season calm because Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, albeit with slightly a different look, but they are coming to State Farm Stadium this Sunday, September 11th, kickoff at 1.25 p.m. on 98.7 FM. Tyler, real football talk. What's Finally. your biggest key? Yeah, we're going right into the big guns. What's your biggest key for Sunday's afternoon week one matchup? Ooh, the biggest key. I mean, really what it comes down to, I think at the end of the day, it's who's going to be the better quarterback is it kyler murray or patrick mahomes i think both defenses are they they both have a lot of holes they both have a lot of holes so i could see this being an absolute shootout but here's the other thing too the key to this game really might be pound the rock as much as we want to have it be a duel as much as everybody wants it to be a duel pound it behind james connor because the chiefs last year were terrible against the run 
and their defense is full of rookies this year. We've got some details on this over on ArizonaSports.com, where, of course, you can also read Tyler's fantastic work to gear up for the season. But yeah, this Chiefs defense, a lot of talk has been about you know the Cardinals' defense. Obviously, their secondary, their corners that leave something to be desired. Inside linebacker, still a mystery. A lot of questions. But on the other side, Kansas City almost has just as many questions. And this yeah. offense is really the only solid thing for the Cardinals that you can count on? Because even without DeAndre Hopkins, you have, like you said, Kyler Murray, who if you can be in the sentence of competing with Patrick Mahomes and it not be a ridiculous sentence, you're pretty good at your job. You've got Zach Ertz might be playing. You've got Rondale Moore, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, James Conner, your shared backup running back. Uh, duties by Eno Benjamin and Darrell Williams who give you two very different looks. Yeah, you keep five running backs. You might as well use them, especially, especially against this team where if you turn the ball over, like if you throw a pick, it's it's going to be hard to overcome that because you can't imagine you're going to get many stops on the other end. Yeah, yeah, and I would say this too. I mean, keep an eye out for Darrell Williams. I think this is his revenge game. 100%. I mean, they didn't even offer the guy a contract after he put up a 1,000 scrimmage yards, and Patrick Mahomes spoke so highly of him to Cliff. So I think we could very well see – I mean, we're going to see a lot of yards on Sunday, I will tell you that. In the air, on the ground, there's going to be a lot of yards. Okay, so – no, go ahead, because yeah. I, I want to talk about the points. I, I was going to ask you a, a nice, fun little over-under question, but I want to flip it, and I want to ask you what you would set the line at. If you're trying to make like a Vegas-style line that trips people up for the scoring on this game, what would you set it at? Jeez, I don't know. That's – man. Okay, tell me tell me when to stop, okay? Let's, we'll start yeah, it at, yeah. at over-under 30 and a half. Keep going up? Oh, well, yeah, way right. up. Okay, over under 35 and a half. No, I would start at like 50. Okay, okay. see, that's that's what I was thinking too, but I, I just want to know if we're on the same page. So higher than 50? Yeah, I would say I would say like 57 and a half. 57 and a half. So if it's a close game, high 20s for each team, you're, you're feeling. But even that sounds low. It might be. See, it could be sixty, man. It could be in the sixties. Could it hit? Welcome to the Cardinals <laughs> Corner preseason, or not preseason, regular season preview, where we just talk about could it be over under sixty and a half? Like that's the thing is we could easily see a you know thirty to thirty something close game heading into the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Kyler airs it out for two touchdowns in the <laughs> and runs one in as well, or gives it to James and runs one in as well. Mahomes is probably good for two or three touchdowns a half. You know, either throwing, handing it off, orchestrating a drive that leads to the end zone. You know, this it's going to feel like both offenses are kind of going through walkthroughs. It feels like. So is the key to this game just get a turnover? Like, do you feel like yeah. it could be I as mean, simple yeah. as that? It's ad, yeah, be advantageous, advantageous uh, defensively because you might only get a couple breaks. I mean, I think Kyler. I mean, we've seen his accuracy improve year over year, so he's been he's been solid there. I mean, the interceptions came few and far between, and then you've got Patrick Mahomes, who we, I mean, everybody knows who Patrick Mahomes is. So I think if you can get into, I mean, yeah, just an interception, a fumble, something like I, there's going to be a crazy play or two that's going to really dictate this game. And it's just, yeah, it's 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 going to be a sea of points 
with like that one or two play to just one or two plays that are just really going to change the outcome of the game. Okay, but there are a couple things that I don't want to undersell going into this game because look, when you have quarterbacks like you have going into week one, you're going to expect a high scoring game, but there's a lot of potential for mistakes on both ends, maybe less so on the Cardinal side because they have a lot of continuity, but on the Chiefs side, like, yes, Mahomes is great. Andy Reid is great. Travis Kelsey is great. But then you lose Tyreek Hill, who you some say Mahomes made Hill. Some say Hill might have helped out Mahomes. I say they helped out each other because they're both incredible. And you've got some solid guys backing him up now. Juju Smith-Schuster's in there. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is in there. They've got a couple rookies in there. Like, they have potential, but they also don't have continuity. So there is a chance that maybe there's some miscues. Maybe there's something yeah. that the Cardinals can take advantage of early, get out to a 14 to nothing lead, and then it's a whole different game. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, I mean, we talked to Kyler uh, today, and he even said, like, it's, it's about starting hot, it's about starting fast. So if they can really just ride that early, like, first touchdown score, just, you know, ride that, I mean, that could, that could be what it is. That could be the, the, the secret sauce to them, you know, getting out and staying in front like they did against Tennessee the year before. I mean, everyone, I mean, <clears throat> and, and here's the thing, this game is, I think, going to be a lot closer than everybody thinks. I don't know exactly if the Cardinals are going to pull it off just with the injuries and the unknown there, especially with the cornerback situation, because who knows with Trayvon Mullen, if he's going to play and we already know Antonio Hamilton's not going to play with the burnt feet. So it's just, it's one of those where it's going to be close, but it's going to, it's going to take a lot from the Cardinals. And yeah, it's, I kind of lost myself right there. I mean, look, yeah. I, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you do an actual prediction. We're we're picking every single one of these games, so there's not going to be a, you know it could be either or. Obviously, these are these are two good teams, and the cornerback situation, like you mentioned, is very tough for Arizona, and there is a very good chance that Patrick Mahomes comes out and takes advantage of that. But I want to talk about how big of hypocrites we all are before we get into these predictions, Tyler. Can I tell you why? Why? This is a self-evaluation I'm doing here. I'm, I'm looking inward, okay? And I, I would invite everybody else to do the same. Would you say that we're treating this week one and we're putting a lot of pressure on this week one, like putting a lot of stock into it? Because that's what it feels like from my end. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. Okay, I get that you have to, but hear me out when I say, if they win, who cares? Like, it's great, but then you're going to say, oh my God, what about the end of the season? At the end of the day, we've all been preaching it for the last four months. It's how you end. It's not how you start. So can we put so much into this? You've got to start out strong if you're going to have even a chance to make the playoffs in the end. Plain and simple. Yeah, but is losing to the Chiefs not starting out strong? I get that. I get that. But I mean, here's the thing. Like, what? I mean, I, who knows if they get out of the hole if, if it was reversed last season and they started out to how they finished, you know? Yeah. But, you know, that's that's just what I've been sitting here thinking because, look, personally, and this is something that I noticed about myself, like, I'm so excited for this because we've just been talking about relatively not as important things as on the field football when it comes to what we're supposed to be doing. And,. I'm like, man, this, you know, oh my gosh, J.J. Watt might not be out there. What's going on with Marcus Golden? What about the corner? But like, man, six weeks from now, they could have made a trade. You know, they, they could look like a completely different team. And I just they feel like... They traded for a guy that's not injured. Right. Like, I, I just... 
he even though what Trayvon Mullen said like a couple days ago that he was he was ready to go. He's like, yeah, you know, most I'm likely, most likely most going to be week one ready. Didn't practice today. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they're just taking it easy with them. But yeah, it's just it's just it's just so nerve wracking. But yeah, at the same time, like you mentioned, man, like they've got Sky Moore, they've got Mark Marquez Valdez Scantling, they've got uh, Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, it's not the same team. There's a, there's a chance that the defense can hang with these guys, but they have to be able to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes is one of those guys that plays preseason, you know, at least more than these other stars. So he probably was doing that because he recognized, hey, I need to build chemistry up with these guys. So, look, if you want to really dive deep into this specific game, you know, the matchups, what's going on, maybe with even Devon Kennard, who's on the practice squad, but number two on their depth chart, you can find wow. all of that over on ArizonaSports.com. Tyler had a really good piece about that, but I am going to have to, as, as kind of the driver of the show, move us on to this season schedule, and we're going to start it off by predicting this week one game, so we're still going to be tied in. At the end of the day, Tyler... You said it's going to be close. Week one, Sunday night. Who's the victor? Who's walking out one and zero? Who's walking out zero and one? So, and I did have a story on. Uh, I did predict predict the whole season on ArizonaSports.com. So that is also out. true. Yeah. Um, I actually know I had the Cardinals winning this one before Antonio Hamilton went down mm. and before Trey, uh, Trayvon Mullen's injury. So, uh, I've got or yeah. Till his update, I should say, but yeah, I've got to go with I got to go with the Chiefs. I it, I think the Cardinals have a real shot of doing it, but I think the cornerback room is just too thin for a guy for a maestro like Patrick Mahomes. All right, here's what I'm thinking happens. It's a back and forth blowout game. Like, oh my gosh, offenses are just going at it. Right, Cardinals have a three point lead with about two minutes left. And Kansas City has the ball, and Mahomes will probably orchestrate one of the greatest touchdown drives of all time. And I believe that Kansas City walks away with about a four-point victory here, maybe even less. I don't see this being a blowout. I just feel like no defense is going to be able to contain the offense enough to not have them score points at least every other possession. So I I think Kansas City wins. I don't see the Cardinals winning this game. Can they? Yes. Do I see it happening? No. I have them starting 0-1, which then... We move on to another team that maybe has some ties to the Arizona Cardinals. The I was almost saying the Oakland Raiders again. I have to catch myself. The Las Vegas Raiders. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. The Oakland Raiders. Dude, like literally, I, I can't stop saying Oakland Raiders. It just looks right. I look at the logo and I think Oakland Raiders. Uh, San Diego Chargers, too. Yeah, I don't know with the with the Chargers as well. I guess I I I adjusted. Saint Louis <laughs> Saint, St. Louis took me a little bit too. Oh man, these pesky LA teams. We're gonna get to one of them soon. But week two, obviously, the Oilers. <laughs> welcome to the, the yeah. This is our season preview. We're just gonna start talking about all, the Expos. Um. Anyway, Raiders week two. Obviously, everybody's looking at Chandler Jones, former Cardinal, now a Raider rushing for them on the edge. Also, Devontae Adams, a pretty big piece on their offense going in. This is on the road, the first road game for the Cardinals in the season. But if you remember, Tyler, and I'm sure you do, last season, the Cardinals felt a lot more at home when they were on the road. Oh, yeah. Road Warriors. (laughs) Was it Road Warriors or was it just scared to be home for some reason? 
I didn't, I, it was weird, man. It was, yeah, every time they went away, it was like, all right, maybe they're probably coming back with a W. <laughs> and every time they were home, it's like, oh, man, can like, they overcome? What happens this time? <laughs> oh, geez. I just had flashbacks to the last game of the season. I don't even want to talk about that. Let's talk about this one. Look, the two names I listed, obviously Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams. Is there anybody else on this Raider team that, you know, kind of looking ahead, you feel like could cause a problem for the Cardinals, maybe could stand out and swing the impact or swing the game in a certain way, impact the final score. Any other names out there that you're looking at and kind of keeping an eye on for week two? I mean, Max Crosby's got to be right up there at the top of the list just because we saw what Chandler Jones did when he didn't get to the quarterback last year. He opened up a lot of, you know, just uh, opportunities for Marcus Golden to, you know, lead the team last year in sacks. So I would say Max Crosby and and Chandler Jones have got to be public enemies number one and two. I know everyone's, already going to talk about Chandler so that for sure and then yeah Devontae and uh and Derek Carr man Fresno yep. Fresno boys the Fresno boys the, uh, it's a uh, state Bulldogs. hey this is the old uh, college reunion bowl is it not Oklahoma yeah, against is. Fresno State um yeah. but you, like you said Derek Carr I think that's a great name obviously you have to watch a pretty talented also newly extended quarterback and then Chandler Jones Max Crosby I mean it, Marcus Golden's fantastic. Obviously, he's really good, but I would probably say that Max Crosby is better, at least right now. And him going on the opposite side of Chandler's dangerous. The name that I'm looking at isn't the Raiders' number one option on offense anymore, but now a very, very dangerous number two. Somebody who I could see carving Ooh. up the Cardinals. It's Hunter yeah. Renfro. Yep, that's great. That's a great... Like, behind all of this, with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, how dangerous that's going to be, Darren Waller as well, but, like, Hunter Renfro is really, really good. He's He's, really good. He's He's really good. So that's 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 who I'm kind of looking at. Like, man, you know, you're going to put your number one guy on Devontae. You're going to put all the attention on him. If the Cardinals don't really figure out this secondary, which I can't imagine they're going to figure out the corner situation any more than they have by then, it could be ugly for whoever's going to be on those number twos, even the number threes. It's It, it, it could be ugly, but I have... The Cardinals winning this game. And in fact, I think they can do it rather convincingly. I think that they put up a good fight against Kansas City week one, but they fall and then they go into week two. And like you said, they have something to prove. They like being on the road. It's not that far of a travel game. They're going to have more of a chip on their shoulder, maybe get week one under their belt, get some of the kinks out on offense and on defense. And then boom, I think they pull away with at least a seven point victory in not Oakland, but Las Vegas. You riding with me? You feeling differently? You know, if you're going red, I've got to go black, man. I don't think Ooh. they're going to do it. I don't think the Cardinals are going to do it. Trust it's, me, it's, we're I, not going to agree I, on a lot Raiders, of these going forward. <laughs> the Ra- yeah, the Raiders, man, I just think are top to bottom. They're 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 just decent. They're solid. There's there's just they're, they're the they're worst good, team man. in the they're AFC West. The linebackers like. The AFC West is going to be so <laughs> They're the worst far. team in the AFC West. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. They're really, really good. But I, I just, I don't know, man. Just when I look at it, when I see, okay, what can the Cardinals do? I just have a feeling that they're going to win that game. And, you know, I get what you're saying. It's not going to be an easy one. But I, I think they're going to start the season one and one. Obviously, these first three games have been discussed as a gauntlet. At the end of this gauntlet is the defending Super Bowl champions. The Los Angeles Rams 
come to State Farm Stadium on September 25th. Another afternoon kickoff. In fact, the first it seems like almost the first six weeks are about all 1 p.m. kickoffs. But this one back home, State Farm Stadium, Tyler, look, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, big names for the Rams. Anybody else that you're looking at like, whoa, this is somebody that's going to change what happened from last year this year. Uh, I think the one guy that we thought the Cardinals should have got this offseason and Allen Robinson, that's going to be the... Uh... That's going to be the tough one. That was a fun era of podcasting, of predicting which wide receiver the Cardinals could trade for. That was fun. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Uh, I just think he brings another another dimension. I know Van Jefferson, uh, who knows if he, how healthy he's going to be at that point, but I think Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, that's just scary, man. That's so scary. I think what's really scary for the Rams is that by week three, I think we should have a better idea on if this Matthew Stafford elbow thing is a problem. Because yep, of, of course they're going to underplay it going into the season. You know, they got to say that it happened because he, he had some problems with it. But they're like, oh, no, yeah, he'll be fine. It was overplayed, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, once you get to week three, you're throwing that ball. Like, if you've got some tenderness in there, if Matthew Stafford's not operating on the level that Matthew Stafford was operating at last year, that's going to hinder them. This could be a huge confidence booster for the Cardinals if they win. But to be honest with you, I don't see them riding the ship from what happened last year. I mean, they're going to have a lot of pressure on this game, right? Because they have to go at home again, which they, according to both of us, do not have a win at, at week three. They have not won at home again early in the season, but still go against the team that embarrassed them, embarrassed them last season that went on to win the Super Bowl, that's also your conference rival. So, I think it'd be a huge confidence booster if they win. I don't think they're going to do it. I think this is a a two-score loss. I think they go one and two. Yep, yep. I think think they get a little in their heads on this one, and, and... You know, I think they come out hot, but I think at the end of it, I think it's it's the Rams outlast them. Okay, but what if they win? What if they don't let it get in your head? Is that going to kind of change your outlook on the season at that point? Even if they start 0-2 like you think they will, if they shock you, they come out calm, composed, and they make do of the Rams, they put them away, maybe by a score, would you feel better about the season as a whole if they overcome that mental obstacle? Yeah, definitely. But I, I also like I'm I'm on the optimistic side where I think they're gonna put up a better record than a lot of people think. So uh yeah, right. I still think, yeah, you start I think 0 and it's three. Be a tough one. You start 0 and three. The Mr. Mr. Positivity, Mr. Optimism is starting 0 and three. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, the most negative man on the planet, I got them at least winning week two. So okay. through three three games, the gauntlet, you got them going 0 and three, dropping against the KC. Not Oakland and Los Angeles Rams. I've got them winning in Las Vegas, losing the other two games. This brings us to the easier portion of the schedule. A little sigh of relief on the road against the Carolina Panthers. October 2nd, another 105 p.m. kickoff. Tyler, what's a key to this game for you? What are you looking at? I know that we're far away, but what do you need to see out of the Cardinals and the Panthers week four? Uh, we got to see if the Cardinals defensive line can handle Christian McCaffrey. That's the big one. Or if Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey is healthy. Yeah. And then the other thing is just, it's going to be Baker versus uh, Kyler. That's, that's the, uh, that's the other one. 
Yeah, the the, <laughs> uh, the the college ties are a plenty when it comes to the opposing quarterbacks the Cardinals face. Obviously, Cliff and and Patrick Mahomes for Week One, and now you've got Baker. Do you feel like Baker's going to do good in Carolina? It kind of feels like a lot of people have not bet on him to really like change the direction of the franchise, but at least lead them to a wild card berth or contention for it. Uh, I don't, I don't know about playoffs. I think though, I think he'll be, I think he'll be better than Sam Darnold was at the at, at quarterback. <gasps> but no, no, for going. I don't know for if, if we're saying like, yeah, they're making the playoffs hundred percent. No. Oh no, not a hundred percent. But you can see what <laughs> look. You can see like a the the Browns type season where Baker, you know, led them uh, to the playoffs. They got a win in the playoffs. I mean, do you do, really okay? Do come, you believe I in Baker Mayfield? Down to McCaffrey. Do you believe in Baker McCaffrey? <laughs> yeah. But okay, I, do you believe in Baker Mayfield? As just a quick note before we get into our score prediction for the game, where where do you stand on Baker? Obviously, we know McCaffrey's good if he's healthy, but Baker, big question mark, yes or no? It's, he's just I, I don't know. I, he, yeah, but he's just a big question mark for me. Sometimes he really can bring it, and sometimes he just looks like he's not. He there's no, he, we don't know what he's doing. <laughs> All right, so what happens this week? Cards win, cards uh, lose. The Cardinals finally get the better. Of there it is. Ring the bell. Tyler Drake has them winning a football game. Ding, 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 yep. ding. Me Only as well. Four weeks. Yeah, me, me as well. I, I've got them winning this as well. So through four weeks, there are one and four, or one and three, according to you. And they are two and two, according to me. Woohoo! Yay! Positivity, Eric. All right. Week five. This team, <laughs> this team is shaping up to be pretty good if all of these pieces work together. Week 5 at home again taking on the Philadelphia Eagles led by Jalen Hurts. Another afternoon kickoff on October 9th. Tyler, it's the same question I've asked you for the other weeks, not to be repetitive, but what is a key to this game? Uh, man, that's it's going to be tough. I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. I think that's the biggest thing. That's going to be the biggest you know, key to the game is limiting him on the ground and in the air because I think he's the biggest reason that team is going right now. I mean, they kind of have to go how he goes. If he performs as a mid-level starter, maybe an upper-end mid-level starter like he did last season where he flashed in moments and they could be good, but if he takes that step, if he just becomes rock-solid, somebody you could trot out there every week, give you a touchdown or two and about 200 yards, this team... This, this team could be cooking. They've got a pretty good collection of wide receivers. In fact, another wide receiver that they traded for in the offseason in A.J. Brown. So this team, yep, yep. <laughs> this team, they have that offensive firepower. You would hope that maybe the Cardinals have some answers or more than you ha- they had for the last couple of weeks by then, but I'm not sure. And a reminder, Tyler, I didn't know if you forgot, but DeAndre Hopkins still not with the team up at this point in the yeah. season, week five against the Eagles. Does it really just come down to how Jalen Hurts performs? Like, do you feel like that's going to push the line either way for this? Yeah, I think that and just the health of Miles Sanders. I think uh, if he's healthy, he's that's, that's a pretty scary uh tandem right there to operate the offense with so that would be what comes down for me but I honestly like at the end of the day I think the Cardinals take it I think they win this one and I think a lot of people I I mean I got a lot of feedback from people that read the story and said how do you have them beating the Eagles it's just I just don't see the Eagles being that huge juggernaut I might be completely crazy but I don't well, can can I join in with those people and say, how how do you have them beating the Eagles? Because I don't. I mean, look, I, I get that maybe the 
the Eagles aren't the flashiest pick to be a really good team in the NFL this year, but I could see them putting together quite the dominant performance in their division, obviously, which is a weaker one in football, for lack of a better term. But I think they're going to be really good. But my big key that I'm looking for on the Cardinals side of things is that by right now, you should have four games under your belt of the Kyler Murray-Hollywood-Brown duo in action. Basically, with Hollywood Brown as your de facto number one, assuming no injuries happen. I'm really interested to see if they did get off to a slow start, if they corrected that, if they got off to a fast start, can they maintain it? And among all of that is Rondale Moore running down the field. Those are two things that by week five, I need this team to figure out because now we're approaching DeAndre Hopkins territory. And the last thing I need is more questions about what you can do with each of these guys as he comes back. Exactly. Yep. All right. That's that's good. I've got them losing. So, sorry. Okay. I, I'm with the people on this one, Tyler. Okay. Uh, pitchforks outside your house right now. Moving on to week six. This one, I can feel the tension bubbling up between us already. October 16th, another one o'clock kickoff. This is the last game without DeAndre Hopkins. The Arizona Cardinals travel up north to take on the formerly vaunted Seattle Seahawks, presumably led by Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Things get wonky in Seattle, Tyler. Tell me, do the Cardinals win and why? Yes, they take down the Legion of Gloom, as I call them now, because this team, I mean, the Seahawks are so bad. They're so bad. If, if the Cardinals can't beat the Seahawks, there are some very, very big questions that have yet to be answered. So give me the Cardinals by a lot. I know it's, I know it's always weird in Seattle, but give me the Cardinals by a lot. Tyler, I can't argue with a single point you made. Head to toe, this football team is better than the Seattle Seahawks. They are not the Seahawks of past with Russell Wilson, not manning their quarterback duties. Like you said, the Legion of Gloom, their defense not looking too great either. You know, there's really no reason the Cardinals should lose this game, and that's why I have them losing this game. (laughs) Like, I just, I'm sorry. It's just one of those things that I'm looking at it here, and I'm like, man, we're all going to talk about how great of a warm-up week this is going to be to get their confidence high going into getting DeAndre Hopkins back against this the New Orleans Saints who could be pretty good and you know I think that a lot of people are going to overlook this week and if there's anything we learned with the Arizona Cardinals is that sometimes when everything is supposed to make sense Tyler what happens it just doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense And that's what I think happens here. I think it's a weird game. Maybe a couple safeties are scored. I forget that we have... We have some sort of bet riding on the two Seattle games. We'll probably... I don't know if you remember it off the top of your head. We'll we'll get into that. uh, I think it was like 24 and a half points that each had to score. In one of the games. In one of the games. I think... I don't don't think that's this game. I don't think that's this game. I don't think that... I think that's that's later. This game, I think it's going to be like 13 to 7. Something weird. So I I look, okay, I got an L. So that leaves us through six weeks, Tyler. I've got Kansas City L against the Raiders W against the Rams L against the Panthers W against the Eagles L and against the Seahawks L. You have L's through the first three weeks, a win against Carolina, a win against the Eagles, and then a win against the Seahawks, correct? Yep. So you have them going 0-3 and and then 3-0 to be at 500. I have them... 
basically flipping win-loss for the first four weeks, ending with two losses before they get Hopkins back at two and four. So then that leads us into the return of DeAndre Hopkins. Is that enough for them to win against New Orleans? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't agree more. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're going to show up. They've got the black uniform or the black helmet they're rocking for the first time off. Yep. You get D-Hop back. Hopefully you see what this offense can be with Marquise Brown and and, uh, Kyler Murray. And then from there, you just go. And I think... I think this is one of those games where this is, you know, you look back and be like, this is a game that, you know, really defined the Cardinal season and give me the W. Yep. Hard knocks going to be starting around this time as well. Like this, this is the time, Tyler. This is when things are going to get real. Like when we hit week seven. When we hit week 8, 9, 10, you really start learning about the identity of this team. And if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't come in and completely re-energize them, no matter what their record is, I don't care if they're undefeated, if he doesn't come in and completely revitalize, rejuvenate, refresh this offense like DeAndre Hopkins should, then something's wrong. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he comes in and I think this team blows them out. I don't nope. think New Orleans stands a chance. I just see nope. it. They come in and they say, look, no matter what the record is before, I have them at two and four coming into this game. With DeAndre Hopkins coming back, I think a mentality shift should happen. I'm betting yeah. on that happening. I have them blowing them out. Yep. I, I don't know about blowout, but at least I, I would say 10 points. Which that seems good for me. I'll say over 10 points uh, <laughs> just because I want to. All right. DeAndre Hopkins is back. Obviously, we don't know the extent of a lot of other injuries going into this late in the season. We can only assume. But the next game, week eight on the road again, October 30th, a morning kickoff for this one, 10 a.m., taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And what is Patrick Peterson still on that team? I was going to say everybody's favorite former Cardinal, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I believe yeah, I he think, is. What he got extended or something, right? I was about to say like I don't think he got cut, but eh, maybe. No, I think he signed another. I think he signed for another year. Maybe <sighs> good for him. Um, but anyways, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, kind of a team not being talked about a lot, except for I saw somebody pick Kirk Cousins to win MVP this morning, which I laughed. <laughs> uh, but is there anything in this game that stands out to you? Second game with D Hop back. I mean, at this point. The big thing that we haven't talked about that I like to see the team figure out is what what is Zayvon Collins' role? Like and Isaiah Simmons, like on a weekly basis, can we count on them to do blank? Whatever that is, I don't know. I just need to know if I can count on it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Isaiah, you could. I think we know that he. I mean, he's going to call the defense for at least the first week, so they're relay the calls. So there's that, and then Zayvon. I think they're just giving him more of the opportunity to just go play instead of thinking and processing everything. Just go hit somebody. So. I think we'll have a better idea with that. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's... Win? Win or loss? Win or loss? When, win, when I, all I, fails, I Tyler, just predict the game. Win or loss? The biggest thing The biggest thing for me, I think, is if they can limit the big plays. Remember last year? I, yes. I can't remember who it was. I think maybe Osborne had a huge catch to start the game, and then you had Dalvin Cook had a huge rush. Like, you've got to limit Dalvin Cook. And, you, and if you limit Dalvin Cook, I feel like you can play a lot you can play a lot more aggressive against Kirk Justin Cousins. Jefferson. You've got to limit a lot of their yeah. uh, a lot yeah. of their options on offense. Running, I think stopping the run game is big for this game, and I, I think they win. Yeah, I think this is sneaky. The most similar game to Week One. I, I know that the Vikings maybe aren't like the sexy pick like that, but this offense, when it's clicking, if Kirk Cousins is clicking with guys <laughs> that he has as weapons, then things could happen. But 
I, I I think the Cardinals win this game. I think that they're actually able to maybe do something with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and not just let them run all over them. But I'm not really that scared of MVP level Kirk Cousins. You you just aren't going to talk me into fearing him on a on a week in week out basis. I just won't. Does he have the potential to beat the Cardinals? Yes. Will I bet on it? Absolutely not. All right, we both got a W. Week eight, week nine, halfway through the season. Oh, look who it is, Tyler. It's uh, the Seattle Seahawks yet again, this time in State Farm Stadium, 2.05 p.m. kickoff latest of the season. So far, any change? Are they walking away with a W? Anything else we need to talk we about could, here? We could No, we can probably just say win and move on. Yeah, I also have them winning, but apparently I have this as a high-scoring one with each team scoring over 24 points. Good job, Eric. You're going to buy Tyler a lunch. <laughs> All right, Week 10, taking on the Rams. Yet again, November 13th, 2.25 p.m. This one on the road in L.A. Tyler, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to throw you for a loop. I think the Cardinals win this game. Well, I would say that would be shocking if I didn't think the same thing. Oh! I'm going to pretend like I, I didn't read your that. article before this, but no! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think they go in and I think they uh, they get rid of that ghost that haunted them for the playoff game and since them and or since then and then go in there and and it, it's going to be close but I think they go in and get a W and that's I really think that game might be one of Cliff's best games of his coaching career. Ooh, calling your shot early <laughs> against his buddy McVeigh. Exactly. Ooh, I mean, yeah, I guess he has a, a lot to prove this game. Kind of like Week 7 uh, against the Saints, to me, is a statement game. It's something where we're going to learn about the Arizona Cardinals. And as much as I would maybe be down on them in certain points, I kind of feel like they do shake this demon. I I do feel like they split a season series against the Rams. And whatever happens in the playoffs, I cannot guarantee that they win. But I just... I just think that's going to happen. There's got to be some growth with this team. And I'll be honest with you, when we get to the end and our final like win-loss predictions overall, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope, at least on my side. But I think that this game, if they can shake those demons, if they can play well, it doesn't matter if they slide into the playoffs. If they get there, there's going to be a little bit more confidence. I think they win, but it's a close one. Yep. All right. Week 11, I'll hurry it up here so I can let you actually take care of your child and and do important human things. Um, In in Mexico City, November 21st, 6.15 p.m., the first night game we have on this Arizona Cardinals schedule. Actually, second one, Saints, 5.15 p.m. as well. The San Francisco 49ers, presumably... Trey Lance at quarterback, but possibly their uh, very expensive backup, Jimmy Garoppolo, in there as well. Debo Samuel's there. Debo Samuel is going to play barring injury. It's a road game, or it's technically a home game on the road. Sometimes those get weird. Tyler, week 11, what happens? Give me the Cardinals again. I think they're going to roll. They're going to be rolling. They're going to be rolling, and I think... There's too many question marks surrounding the quarterback situation in San Francisco. And but what about everything else? Is. Like, but okay, I, I, Tyler. You know, as good as that defense is, it's a, it, I mean, there's, there's exploitable parts. We okay. watched in the, in the playoffs last year. I'm not technically disagreeing with you, but I'm going to do the thing that I do a lot, which is just kind of argue the other side. Because you have to look at it from both perspectives. As big of a question mark as Trey Lance is, their backup is Jimmy Garoppolo. To me... That that eliminates some of the questions. Because if Trey Lance comes out here and stinks it up, look, 
You got you got somebody who can win you a Super Bowl. If we're, if we're being completely honest, you have somebody who's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Everything has to break right, but it's possible. I get that there's questions surrounding Trey Lance, and you could talk about the value of that pick and all of that, but in a vacuum, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers baseline by week 11 is at least going to be a backup Jimmy Garoppolo. If he's not playing, then Trey Lance is doing good enough to keep him in his spot. And that's dangerous. With all the other weapons this team has on offense and on defense, I feel like, while they're still being picked by a lot of people to be good this season, I still feel like their quarterback situation is overplayed. Not that it's not a question, but it's overplayed in its importance. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just I think it's I think we're at the point where where they've got to I just I don't see Trey Lance being the guy right now. Mm, I think they I get it. They're going to That's fine cuz then Jimmy Garoppolo will be there. Like if Trey Lance isn't the guy, I don't think that they're going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo for nothing. You're going to sit his butt down for the rest of the season, hold out until Garoppolo is gone in free agency and you're going to ride with Garoppolo because you are not a win later team. You're a win now team. There's a reason why you kept him around and didn't cut him. I think it's to use him. I would honestly think that he's starting this game. I think the Cardinals lose. All right. Week 12, the Los Angeles Chargers, November 27th, 2.05 p.m. This one is going to be a big one, Tyler. The Chargers are good. They're very good. Justin Herbert is up there with guys like Kyler Murray when it comes to these young quarterbacks who are putting the league on notice. Herbert a little bit younger. Their offensive talent is well-rounded. They've made a lot of moves in this offseason on both sides of the ball. Their defense has some bigger names on it. Their offense has some bigger names on it. What happens? It's at home. I don't know if that makes a difference. Uh, I I think their win streak finally comes to an end on my side. So what's their win streak at? What, what is, oh. uh, there, wait, okay. So you have wins all the way from, what, Panthers at week four, W, Eagles, yeah. W, Seahawks, W, Saints, W, Minnesota, W, Seahawks, W, LA, W, San- so you have them losing the first three games, and then now that I'm like I'm spelling this all out, then you have them winning until week twelve. Yeah, wild. wild. That is kind of wild, to be honest with you. Wild. <sighs> but you, but they lose. The but you say they lose this out, one, man. You say they lose this yeah, one. Yeah, they lose this one. They, this is a this is this is similar to the Raiders for me. They're just stacked all the way through, and I think they're a better team than the Raiders. And I just think the Chargers, the Chargers should be one of the top teams to go to the Super Bowl this year. So. I think, I mean, if, if the Cardinals can play up to the Chargers level, that's great. I mean, that's, that's a really good sign, but I just see the Chargers just, they're too good. Too I agree good. with, too good. I agree with everything you said, Tyler, but everything has balance. And if I think that the Seahawks are going to beat the Cardinals because wonky stuff happens, you know what else this team does? They go out there at least once a season and they win a game they have no business winning. And everybody's chalking this up as a loss. I don't think so. I think they win. I I think that they are like, okay, we want to go into this bye week. We want to win. If you lost on the road in Mexico City as a home game against the 49ers, you're going to want to to make a statement going into bye week. I think they walk away with a W. A tough one, for sure, but I think they get a W. That leaves me at 7-5 and going into the week 13 bye week. Tyler, that leaves you at what? Well, let's see. You're making me do math. I think eight and three. No, seven and five. So it would be nine and three. Nine and three. I think you're nine and three. If you just have them lose it. No, wait. You have them. Yeah. No, you have a a loss in week 12. Oh, no. Yeah, you have yeah, four yeah. losses. So, yeah. 
So you're eight, you're eight and four. I'm seven and five. You're eight, eight and four, four. And we don't like math. Um, I think they're going to win the bye week. Hot take. And then they come back week 14 hosting the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. Another night game, 615 p.m. on December 12th. We're in it now. Tyler, I'm not going to ask you to give super specifics because it's so late in the season. But if you had to guess L.W., uh, I think uh, it's going to be another battle between Kingsbury and Belichick, uh, coach versus apprentice, or however you want to do that up. But I think uh, I think Cardinals win this one. I think uh, I don't think the Patriots are just they're just not explosive enough to hang with this team. So give me the W for the Cardinals. If they played the P- Patriots in like Week Four or maybe like Week Seven, then I would pick them to beat them. But there's just something about this Patriots team and about Bill Ch- Bill Belichick. They always figure something out. This team coming off of a bye, there is some history with them not being good. I think they're going to lose this game. I can't really tell you the specifics to why. I just got that feeling. I think it's a loss. I think Belichick outcoaches Kingsbury, and it's at home, which is not confidence instilling. All right, Week Fifteen. You cannot escape the Russell Wilson boogeyman, even if he moves to another conference it's the denver broncos and you are on the road facing them in denver 205 p.m december 18th kickoff that's just four days four days sorry six days it's the 18th i can't read six days six days after your matchup against the patriots the russell wilson boogeyman does he beat them again yep russell continues to be that thorn in the cardinal side once again i think it's just too tough. I think he's going to make that Denver Broncos team really good with Cortland Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy. And yeah, I think they're just going to roll. All right. So what? You're nine and five, nine and four, nine and five. You're nine and five at this point, I believe. I believe you're right. Yeah, you're nine and five. I have them losing this game as well. That brings them to seven and seven in my book. 500 going into week 16 a christmas game merry christmas tyler we're going to be working on christmas woohoo 6 20 p.m <laughs> again again <laughs> again yeah um and so will a lot of other people as the suns also play on christmas busy day in valley sports we love what we do though it's going to be fun but i don't think oh, it's yeah. going to be fun because i think they're going to lose yep me too yeah tom it's brady. uh it's tom, tom brady, brady tom brady on christmas mm, goodell's gonna put pull those but strings if, or but something if for some reason but if for some reason tom brady decides mm-hmm. hey i'm done then this is, could be a completely different game and i will say that uh that bucks o-line mm, not looking good not looking yeah. good but i still think it's an l I, i'm not betting against brady on christmas cardinals just don't seem to rise up for these games i'm not going to bet on them doing it that has me Dropping them below 500 on the season. 7-8 and eight going into Week 17 against the Atlanta Falcons. This one, January 1st, it's a new year. It's an early game. And I think the Cardinals start off 2023 with a W. Agree? Disagree? Yep. All right. Same, same, same. Not the same Falcons team we grew, have grown accustomed to. No. I mean, who knows? By the this Michael, point... The Michael Turner, Julio Jones... Uh, Let's see who else. Who else was on that team? Roddy White, Matt Ryan. Like those guys are not. It ain't the same team. No, Julio Jones will actually be playing the week before uh, against True. Tampa Bay. Um, but not no, I, I mean, you don't know who's going to be starting for quarterback for the Falcons at this point. It might be Ritter. It, it might be Mariota if he has a good season. They've got some young talent. That's fine. That's cool. But at the same time, I the Cardinals look. I think that despite at this point being seven and eight, I still think that they're in contention for a wild card spot, and I think they fight yeah. for it, and I think they try to change the narrative at the end of the season. I think it's a W, January first W. That leaves me at eight and eight. What does that leave you going into week eighteen, Tyler? The final week, I think I am at nine and six. All right, no, yeah, nine and six. Yep, nine and six to my eight and eight. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I don't think that adds up. No, I don't think no, that adds up. 
No, I'm at a ten and ten and six. I'm at ten and six. Okay, you're ten and six. I'm eight and eight. Week 18 on the road time to be determined, January 8th, taking on the 49ers, I presume to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Obviously, you had questions about them. Going back to week 11 in Mexico City by week 18, has anything changed? Yeah, I think the Niners get this one. You think they end the season on an L? Just given the Cardinals' track record the last couple of years, they, they just haven't put it together in the last game of the season. So until they can prove me wrong there, you got to go with the other team. Nope, you don't, because I'm going with the Cardinals. I think they proved the haters wrong, and they finished 9-8 and eight winning at the end of the season but missing the playoffs. There you go, haters. That's right, we can end the season with a W. That's, that's what they're telling everybody. But no, okay, you think they lose, and that brings them to 10-7, uh, and seven, correct? Yep, for me. Okay, 10-7 yeah. and seven for you, 9-8 and eight for me. Not that far off. No. Not that far off, honestly. I thought we were a little bit farther off throughout all of this. I think our wins and losses kind of come from different places because oh, we're yeah. we're a little bit all over the place. But, you know, you like to do the picks, you know, based off of your uh, analysis and, you know, being around the team. Boots on the ground, Tyler. Sometimes, man, you know, I got to do it off a of feeling. And that's why you got to zig when other people zag. Tyler... We're hitting almost an hour at this point. This is going to be one of our longer podcasts. We appreciate anybody who either stuck around for the beginning and then, you know, skipped through. Anybody who made it to the end, you absolute mad per- person. If you made it to the end, I really appreciate you. Shout out to you guys. Obviously, as Cardinals season starts, you're going to want to keep it tuned in to here at Cardinals Corner. We're going to have post-game coverage for you after every single game. We will have something for you to listen before either you have to work your night shift at night or you have to get up early in the morning. We're going to have something covered for for you nice in your podcast feed so make sure you subscribe rate five stars if you're able to share follow us on twitter at az cards corner you can follow tyler on twitter all of his fantastic arizona cardinals content which a lot of this we based off of throughout this podcast if you want to follow along find out what he's doing follow him at t drake for sports check out his amazing work over on arizonasports.com if you for some reason like hearing my voice you can uh hear me monday through friday uh 12 30 to 5 30 every half hour on 98 7 fm or Follow me at EricRuby987. But until then, we've made it. Congratulations. I'm proud of all of you, Tyler. I'm proud of you. Go be a dad before you have to not be a dad for the next 18 weeks because it's football season. So until Sunday, Tyler, this goes for you too. Enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys later.